Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Is Boris facing the end of the road? Could Ukraine really be facing invasion? Is the end of the pandemic really in sight? The truth is, we don't know. What do we know? That you really should care about what's happening to the Uyghurs. It's Wednesday, January 19th. Here's your News Fix. There are reports in the UK media that the number of Conservative MPs submitting their vote of no confidence in the Prime Minister could be about to reach 54, the critical number required to trigger a leadership battle. According to the journalist Paul Brand, senior Conservative backbenchers have expressed their confidence to him that the 54 letters required will be reached at some point today. Remember that Paul Brand is the journalist who recently broke the story about the BYOB event at Downing Street in May 2020, the one Boris Johnson ultimately apologised for. It's worth noting that while BBC News is only aware of seven MPs submitting letters of no confidence, they also had an MP tell them they thought the threshold could be reached shortly. It's worth noting that while BBC News is only aware of seven MPs submitting letters of no confidence, they also had an MP tell them, quote, they thought the threshold could be reached shortly. The bigger picture in this is that these votes are secret, so it is not clear how many have or will be sent to the 1922 committee. Also, as many political analysts have pointed out, if the 54 votes were to be reached, it would be an extraordinary fall from grace for Boris Johnson, who just two years ago won the election with an 80-seat majority. Let's see what happens, but the PMQs at noon should be interesting. On today's agenda, the US Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, is in Europe and will meet today with the President of Ukraine in Kiev amid mounting concerns of a possible Russian invasion. In terms of what else is on Blinken's agenda, he will also meet with his French, German and British counterparts later today and Russia's Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, in Geneva on Friday. Remember that CNN's latest reporting on this suggests Russia has almost completed its build-up of forces, more than 127,000 troops, near the border with Ukraine. Many Western analysts have in recent weeks questioned whether the talks were being used by Russia as a pretext to claim that diplomacy cannot work. We've included some interesting context from The Guardian on this, in a quote saying, it would be an extraordinary irony if Ukraine were to lose its independence as a state over the unfillable principle that it has the right to join an alliance, which is NATO, that does not really want it. In the newsletter, we've included a link to an incredibly helpful article for anyone trying to wrap their head around this story. Also happening today, a general election in Barbados will occur later today, the first since the island became a republic in November by removing the Queen as their head of state. The country's current Prime Minister, Mia Motley, is hoping to win a second term in the snap election. For context, her party holds 29 out of the legislators' 30 seats. Opposition members, though, have criticised the fact that roughly 5,000 people currently isolating will not be able to cast a vote. In Tuesday's other top lines, in Ireland, a man has been arrested for the murder of Ashling Murphy. The man arrested for questioning is the same man who was hospitalised last Thursday with unexplained injuries, some of them said to have been self-inflicted. He can be questioned for up to 24 hours without being charged, and the questioning can occur over a number of days. In terms of what we know about the man being questioned, multiple media reports say he is 31 with a partner and young children. And on this, it's important to remember the Dáil, which is the lower house of parliament in Ireland, returns today so you can expect statements from TDs on violence against women. An American billionaire has been widely criticised for saying nobody cares about what is happening to Uyghurs, a majority Muslim ethnic minority who are predominantly based in China. 
For anyone wondering why you should care, the Trump administration described the treatment of Uyghurs in China as genocide in January 2021. There have been multiple reports of mass detentions, forced labor and re-education programs for the Uyghur population in the northwestern region of Xinjiang. For anyone who does want to know more about this really important topic, we've included a link in the newsletter to a recent piece that we've published, China and the Uyghurs. In climate coverage, the island of Tonga is facing an unprecedented disaster in the wake of a tsunami triggered by a huge volcano eruption over the weekend. On one of Tonga's islands, for example, every single home is said to have been destroyed. The eruption was so big it was heard in Fiji, which is more than 750 kilometers away. In two pandemic updates, in England, Prime Minister Johnson is expected to announce the easing of Plan B restrictions today. The BBC noted measures including face masks and COVID passes are expected to expire on January 26th. Meanwhile, in Ireland, Thánaiste Leo Vragkara expressed his hope that almost all COVID-19 measures would have lapsed by the end of March. Now, Vogue's former editor-at-large and one of the most recognisable faces in the fashion industry, André Leontali, has died at the age of 73. According to TMZ, he died in hospital on Tuesday of an unknown illness. And in the newsletter, we've included a link to a really interesting tribute about Tally, which includes the famous fallout with Anna Wintour, the sexual abuse he endured as a child, and his fluid sexuality and fear of relationships. And it makes for a really interesting read. And lastly, in Twitter threads, we've included a link to a really cool thread that was put together by Twitter of celebrities tweeting about their goals years before they found fame and success. It's honestly a really cool thread to go through and in our opinion, marketing genius. And if you see a tweet from us later about having a million subscribers one day, you know why. That's today's fix. Have a great day.